Life, whether you like it or not, happens to everyone. We don't get to choose our testimony, but we are called to share the journey. Hi, everybody. I'm BJ Foster, and this is Withholding Nothing, a podcast for the soul. Let's do this thing. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me for the recap this week. Uh, First of all, I'd like to thank my guest, Bridget Delgado, for sharing her story with us. You know, my inbox has been lighting up with comments this week. Actually, this week and last week, because they both were dealing with illnesses, And that just shows me that there are certain areas of our lives that really trip us up. Sickness is one of them. We don't understand it. And uh, so many people commented on Bridget's heart, her mindset actually behind the whole thing when she talked about why not me? I mean, it's just who asked that question, right? When we're going through stuff, whether we say it out loud or not, we really feel like, God, why me? Why is this happening to me? And not that she did not have her own moments of it. She did. Uh, She spoke about that. But to allow the suffering that we're going through to really transform our thinking, transform our hearts, but transform our minds to a point where she can come around to saying, you know what? why not me? That was just powerful. It was powerful to me. And I can tell from all of the comments that came my way, that blew the minds of so many others. But I think that that is a lesson that God is calling us to as Christians. You know, this whole podcast, it's open for everybody, but I speak to Christians. I speak to those of us who are walking in the light, not those of us, you know, trying to decide if we want to or not. But this is about walking more solidly in the light, walking more powerfully in your relationship with God, walking more freely in your relationship with God. And that is what I think Bridget's testimony brought to light for me, was that we can often, as Christian, well, as anyone, go through incredible, incredible hardships. And there's something in us, it's something in our DNA that honestly feel we should not have to go through such things, especially if I've given my life over to you, God. Especially if I said, yes, Jesus is Lord of my life. Somehow, we tend to think there is something we are entitled to. Whether we say it or not, but it's just ingrained in us. It's almost like our Christianity, our walk with God is supposed to be some kind of blanket of security. You know, it's funny. My husband was talking to me yesterday. He says, you know, babe, this is going to sound real weird, but (laughs) sometimes I believe as Christians, we put God on as if he's some kind of social security for us. And it took me a brief moment, but I'm going, you know what? That's true. 
God, I'm covering myself with you so that you can protect me from all that might harm me down the road. Protect me from what others are going to go through. But yet we know if we really look at scripture, that is not how God works. And we have got to stop using God, using God as a blanket against our pain and our suffering. Instead, using God, infusing ourselves with God as insulation against the damage of the pain and the suffering. And that really is what I, that's what I heard in Bridget sharing. You know, 10 years is a long time to go not knowing what is wrong with you, getting sicker and sicker and no one seems to know the answer. And everyone throws out all these huge words that end in cancer. And you you just don't know what to expect. What do I do? I've turned to the only person I know to turn to, which is God, and yet this is still coming my way. And God is saying, Yes, it is. Insulate yourself with me. And now let's walk through this together. I don't know. It, it, it just really resonated with me that I, I, and I just always personalize every testimony I hear. I need to know that being a Christian does not keep me from going through the challenges of the world. It does not say there's nothing in my covenant with God that says, BJ, now that you have said yes to me, I will not let anything hurt you ever again. I wish it was there, (laughs) but it is not. But he says he'll be with me. He says he'll be with you through whatever it is you're going through. I just thought her testimony was beautiful. I just thought the world needs to hear this. And that's why I put it out there. I love the fact, so many so many things buzzing in my head. But when she said, why not me? We have to understand that we live in a fallen world. <laughs> it's like, yes. Again, these are things we know. We know we live in a fallen world. And we know because of that, we will get hurt and we will hurt others. And we have to accept that for the truth that it is. The scripture says, and then we will know the truth and the truth will set us free. But sometimes I think we avoid the truth. We don't want to hear that. We're like, no, no, that's not the truth that I want, God. So I'm just going to, you know, slide that over to the other side. He's like, no, no, no. We live in a fallen world, which means people are going to hurt you. But on the flip side of that, we need to understand that we will also hurt people. But the reality of it is this is a broken world. It's not the world God intended, but it is the world that we have inherited. 
And that's why he gave us Jesus to step in the middle of it all. But we have to stop grumbling and complaining, uh, falling apart when the world is dark around us as if something unusual, something strange is happening to us. God is saying, I told you this. I already told you that in this world there would be trouble, but I have overcome the world. So again, I think we have to stop picking and choosing our truths, but instead accept the word for what it is. To be able to take God at his word and say, amen, you said it, that's what it is, and I'm walking in that. That's how powerful her testimony was, was that when she finally got there, now I don't want to sugarcoat it, it's not like, woo, she woke up one morning and all of this was beautiful. It was a long time coming. (laughs) But when she got there, she had something solid to hold on to. And I believe that is all of our testimony. God is saying, when you get there, you're going to have something solid to hold on to. So I need you to keep going. Now is not the time to give up just because it's hard or just because you don't understand because it is in that battle it's in that churning for understanding that we find our strength she was amazing she was amazing she was calm cool and collective as she was sharing all of this as a woman who has gone through a storm and survived it And I really ask you, that's the question for you today. What storms have you gone through and survived? Has it strengthened you? When I had asked the question, I said, did you feel bitter at any point through all of this? And she laughed and she said, no. And that surprised me. I did not expect, honestly, just truth. I didn't expect the answer to be no. But she said, no. Because I'd gone through so many other things at different times in my life and God had already brought me through it, I knew that this was just another one of those things. Deeper, harder, heavier maybe, but it was just another one of those things. So I ask you, as I've asked myself this week, what, have, what storms have I already gone through? that God has carried me through. That should strengthen us so that when that big major uh, tsunami comes our way, we can pull back and go, but God walked me through this and he walked me through that. And why would he not walk me through this one? Why not me? Powerful, powerful, right? I love these testimonies. They just blow my mind. It's just, if if nothing else, it strengthens BJ's walk with God. This podcast is very (laughs) selfish, I guess, if you think about it that way. I get encouraged. I get inspired and motivated every week hearing what God is doing in people's lives. It's important to me. I know I need to see it in order for me to be it in order for me to deliver it. 
I have to keep refilling my tank, guys. Otherwise, I have nothing else to give anyone else. And when I listen to what God has done, the hand of God at work in the lives of other people, it refills my tank. So that when I go into work every day, I have something to pour into these families that I'm dealing with. Or when I go into a church service, I have something to pour into the brothers and sisters who I am interacting with. I know what it's like, trust me, to be on empty, to have absolutely nothing else to give, to be running on fumes. (laughs) If you've been there, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You're probably nodding your head right now. It is exhausting. You feel like a phony and you just want to blend into the woodworks. At least that's my MO. I can honestly say I'm filled up. I have something to give. Not something that BJ's had to manufacture. Let me put on the leadership cloak. Let, I don't have to go, okay, well, let me get up and have a 15-hour quiet time so that I have something to give. God touches every part of our lives. Every part. And if we allow ourselves to see him, to feel him, it fills us up. That's what I'm talking about. People need us to be full of the Spirit. I was sharing with someone the other day, I said, you know, the beauty of Stephen is that it says uh, in that one little passage, four different times, Stephen was a man full of the Holy Spirit. And I wonder, why why does Scripture keep saying he was full of the Spirit? It could have simply said he was a man with the Holy Spirit. But you know, guys, just to be honest, each and every one of us who have said yes Jesus is Lord of my life. We have received this incredible gift called the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is in each and every one of us. That's not the question. The question is, are you full of the Holy Spirit? The Spirit can be there and be a flat tire on a car that still cannot carry you to the next level? Are you surviving on the Holy Spirit, but you're not full, fully thriving which within that Holy Spirit? It's important. It's so important, guys, that we stop just existing, that we stop settling. I believe we have settled as Christians I think it is our death sentence is that we are willing to settle for what we have. We're willing to settle, better yet, for good enough. I cannot tell you how many times I have heard good enough or better. That to me is the equivalent of simply saying, I'm fine. What does that mean? How are you doing? I'm fine. Oh, I think that breaks God's heart to hear us simply say, I'm fine. 
If we pull back to covers of I'm fine, we'll find that there's so much more that goes with that. I want us to be full. I want to be full. I refuse to live my life the way I lived my spiritual life for so long. I realize my fullness would not sit well with everyone. (laughs) Your fullness would not sit well with everyone. I know it sounds strange to say that, right? You go, well, who would disagree with somebody being full of the Holy Spirit? Look at Stephen. A lot of people disagreed with him being a man full of the Holy Spirit. A lot of people disagreed with Jesus being full of the Holy Spirit. Why you say things that a lot of people may not like. You do things a lot of people may not want you to do because you're no longer trying to please man, but you're listening to and you're pleasing your heavenly father. That is where God wants us. That's my desire for us. Those of us listening, my desire is that you live full of the spirit. It's not okay just to be fine. I think God keeps putting us in crushing situations to push us beyond fine. Purposefully so. Because it's easy to get to the fine point, put our feet up, relax, and go, hey, I'm better than that person over there. (laughs) And being better than that person over there, if that's good enough for you, then you're not the person I'm talking to. I'm talking to those who just being better than the person next to me is not good enough. God is saying, I made you for more. I made you to be full. I need you to be full in order to accomplish what it is I'm calling you to. I love, I loved, I loved Bridget's testimony because what I heard was a woman, a very, very, very sick woman, but a woman who was stepping into, standing in fullness of God. If we just stood in our fullness of God, we would become unshakable. I love it. God is saying, I want to make you unshakable. Every time I work with my students, I have to come in. I need to step in unshakable because I have those that would challenge everything. Anything about authority will be challenged. And if they can shake you, if they can rattle you, they will. (laughs) They try real hard. They clump up into gangs to try to shake up the authority. And I love the fact that they're not really sure what to think of Mrs. Foster. (laughs) Not because of me, but I just simply refuse to be shaken. Always say, you know what? I may not know the answer. I don't know the answer. But I know the man who does. Guys, we have got to trust the God that we claim 
to trust. We have got to trust the God that we claim to love. When we get to that point, we become full of the Spirit of God. This world needs us full. Not half empty, not half full, depending on how you want to talk about it. You know, we can say, no, I'm half full, make ourselves feel better. Half full is the same as half empty. But we are in a world, we're up against an incredible battle in which halfway isn't enough. What are you going to do this week to allow God to pour into you? It may simply be listening to this. Amen. It's a start. But why not ask those around you? Tell me your testimony. And when I say that, I hesitate to say that because we're, we're religious people. And we think, tell me your testimony. And we start talking about the day I got baptized. I am not opposed to the day I got baptized. It is a beautiful day I celebrate. But that is not my testimony. That's simply the day I crossed over. Share with me your testimony. Share with me your battle. Share with me your lesson. Share with me how God brought you through or is bringing you through. That is your testimony. That inspires me. That moves me, motivates me, fills me up. Ask someone this week, Tell me your testimony. I need to see God at work. That's really what your testimony is all about. It's seeing God at work. It's amazing. We all know what it's like to sit back and watch someone who's really great at what they do. You just kind of sit back in awe and go, whoa, that was awesome. (laughs) You know, I have... um, One young lady, she came over to the school today. She does what I do at another school. And um, she had reached out to me this week and asked if a particular student was there. And uh, she knew the family from uh, about 12 years ago. And with the work that we do with these kids, it's really up close and personal. You really become a family member. So... She knew the family, and the family is just oh, hard written. It's just hard. Uh, just about everyone's been locked up, or everybody's in, on something. I mean, it's just one of those families. In the meantime, she had worked with the three young boys. And one of the boys, out of the blue, reached out to her. He texted the number that she had 10 plus years ago. Lo and behold, her phone number hadn't changed. And he texts and said, Mom, because that's what they used to call her back then. I just wanted to say, hey. And she knew that was a good sign, but she also knew that was a reach out. Something's going on. So she proceeded to ask some questions. How are you doing? Are you in school? Because our job, our desire is to get these kids through school. Let's get you graduated so you can have a decent life ahead of you. Because there's so much blocking them right now 
And he hemmed and hawed. She said, I could tell something just didn't quite sound right. Kept asking some questions. And then finally he admitted that he was locked up. But he wanted to reach out to someone. So that got her thinking, okay, well, that's the second of the three. Let me find out what happened with the youngest. And the youngest one is with me. He's a eighth grader. And he's now with me. So she reached out and asked me, how is the student doing? I said, well, not so great. The last year, he's been turning, unfortunately, a corner, but he's going in not a good direction. And she said, is it okay if I come over and just sit with him and talk with him? I was like, absolutely. And you watch this young man who has decided to be hardcore melt. And I just sat back and just watched. I watched her ask questions as though she was his mother. Because back in the day, that's basically what she was. And I saw her, I saw him giving himself over. Well, I'm not doing really great, but it's not that I can't. Well, I'm trying, but... And as a mom, she was like, you're better than that. You're smarter than that. We're going to do this different. What can we... It was just masterful. So I just sat back in awe, going, do what you do best, girl. And it changed this child's demeanor in that conversation. But it just made me think about, God is masterful like that. He steps into our lives. He touches places that other people can't touch. Now, I've tried to have conversation with the student. I've had a little bit of give and take. But because she knows him, she knows the family. She knows the ins and the outs of it, that he was no longer trying to hide anything. What if that was us with God? Handing ourselves over, no longer trying to hide anything, because he knows us inside and out. And if we just simply allow God to be the masterful artist that he is, the masterful surgeon that he is, how much that would change our lives. Anyway, BJ tangent there, but my point of it is, ask someone this week to share their testimony. Look at how masterful our God is. It will blow your mind. When I say be on the lookout for the hand of God, I really mean that because it is there. And when I see it, I just grin from ear to ear. I'm like, God, do you. Do your thing. That is awesome. That is what's going to fill us up. Fill us up to, to the brim so that we can withstand whatever comes our way. Bridget Delgado's testimony was a woman who suffered much and is suffering much, but has been filled to the brim with the Spirit of God. And therefore, why not me? I want us all to be able to say, God, with whatever is going on in my life that I have been trying to pray away, push away. Why not me? 
you can trust me to go through hard times because I trust you. Anyway, guys, it has been an incredible week. And I know the testimony that's coming up next week is also going to blow you away. But just sit in this, just for this week. Look at your God. Do what he does best. Ask someone and share yours with someone. And have them look into your life and see the masterful hand of God. Well, that's going to do it for this week, guys. Thank you for joining me for the recap. Thank you again to my incredible guests for sharing their testimony so powerfully. Please take a look at my YouTube channel where you will find all of my women deep dive studies. This is where we dive deeply into the word of God. Of course, you can follow me on Instagram and you can find Rebound on Amazon. Check it out. For now, play us out Dave Graham. He is my music man.